Hi babes, welcome to another episode of the new Mindset Medicine podcast. How are you? How are we doing? I hope everyone's day is going just amazing and if not, don't worry, it will always get better. I'm your host Katie and I'm here to bring a little bit of my personal magic to the rest of the world. Personal magic. Today's episode is all about that, about authenticity, more specifically. As you might have already realized, I love, love, love giving definitions. So let's try to define authenticity. Based on Urban Dictionary, which for sure is the best site to quote, authenticity means being who you are, listening to yourself, and making your own decisions. This definition goes a little longer, but I think that this part highlighted the most important aspects of someone being authentic. But it still does not say much about how to achieve that and even why you would want to do so. So let's start with why. Sometimes whys are pretty complicated, but I feel like that in this case, the main reason is liberation. What I mean by that? By not conforming to societal standards and thinking all the time about how to please others, we are getting our power back. We can make decisions that suit our personal happiness. We are not stressed all of the time from thinking about how we are being perceived. I don't know about you, but I am feeling exhausted when I try to change the way I naturally am just to make a certain impression. So we want to cut that out, because now we'll create more free space in our minds. Ideas can flow freely, we are not so busy overthinking everything, we are playing it more on our intuition, and as a bonus, we are building more true, like deep relationships. Because your vibe attracts your tribe. So now when we know our why, are you ready to dive deep with me? Firstly, I want you to understand that most of our beliefs come from our childhood. Some call it childhood trauma. But trauma might not always stand for just something that made you feel bad and now when something reminds you of that situation, you start to feel bad again. No, no, no. Trauma in this case might be basically anything that has affected you negatively, often without you even knowing about it. It might be the fact that You were trying on those real cute jeans when you were eight years old and they didn't fit you because 
your size was out of stock. And that subconsciously has led to developing that belief that you are not in a good shape, whatever a good shape is considered to be right now. This experience from your childhood is now still somewhere deep in your brain. And you might not be even aware that it is the cause of one of your insecurities. So my tip on that is writing down things that has triggered you during the day. And at the end of the day, try to sit down and write down as much as you can remember about this trigger. What was the first time that you have felt triggered by that thing? How it made you feel? Why it made you feel that way? And try to go as deep as you can. Give yourself time and patience. Many things can come up that you probably didn't even knew that actually ever happened. Be honest with yourself. Awareness is half of the success already. My next action tip uh, or maybe mindset shift to make is to stop putting yourself into the boxes. We've all been in those situations when You're saying things like, I'm thriving this week or I'm in my flop era. I'm in my healing season of life and stuff like that. I am not saying that you can't feel feel like that. But when you start saying those things to yourself, you're manifesting them into your life. Because you are teaching your brain to look for evidence that would Prove those words right. Because we as humans love to be right. We are literally physiologically changing our brain and building those pathways into it. That is why it is so hard to change our habits. Because we have them all as a physical manifestations on our brains. You are making those things part of your identity and because those boxes are usually more negative we definitely do not want them as something that we would see as defining ourselves also nothing external is defining your worth you are not your grades you are not your job you are not your body even you are so much more than that Human beings are really complex and has multiple facets. There is nothing that could define you. We all are extremely unique and we change all of the time. So what might feel like true today might be completely different tomorrow. Do not limit yourself when you want leave space for change you are not leaving space for growth so after listening to this episode or 
maybe even now. I want you to grab your journal, piece of paper, or maybe just a notes app. Set the timer for at least 15 minutes and start writing. Your journal prompt is, where are my beliefs limiting my development? Do not stop writing before the timer goes off. Just dump there as many things as you can think of. And after you're done, ask yourself, are those beliefs even true? Or have I just created them in my own head and started believing in them? You can also journal on that if you want. I really want you to realize, and I hope that you will, that all of that stuff is just our imaginary and fears keeping us in the comfort of familiarity. Let's talk about the reasoning behind why we want to fit in so badly. From the evolutionary point of view, acceptance was question of life of and death. If you weren't part of the group, in the Stone Ages, when everyone was just living in caves, vibing around fire, fighting for every day on this planet Earth, you would die. Being alone meant no help and support. So it is built in our primal brain that that need is from ancestors of ancestors of our ancestors. For us, it feels like a long time ago. But from the view of biology, it is still just a moment. So even though we do not need to be accepted by everyone now, the need is still there. I'll give you a perfect example how this primal need has affected me in my own life. When I was in the elementary school, I wasn't really fitting in. I don't think that I was super, super smart and everyone else was dumb, but I know that it was really easy for me to learn new things. It felt really natural. So everyone in my class saw me as this smart, nerdy girl that is just always showing off to flex how intelligent she is. I was not trying to do so, but I do understand why it might have seemed like it. That has led to me not having many friends. But there was a group of a few girls that I knew from preschool. And they were still nice to me most of the time. And I really felt the need to be a part of their group. In the third grade, new boy came to our class. And I have had that little childish crush on them. uh, On him. (laughs) And he did on me as well, which was so cute. 
that what wasn't so cute uh, was my attitude towards him. Those girls that I knew, they didn't thought that he was cute. They were making fun of him all the time. In the beginning, I stood up for him, but then they were making fun of me as well. So what I did was I've started to make fun of him also. And it eventually almost turned into bullying, which I got into trouble for, by the way, when I had to apologize to him in front of all my classmates, our teacher, principal, and I don't know who else. And all of that happened just because I wasn't feeling confident in myself enough to act true to myself. I've chosen the crowd before myself. Funnily and luckily, me and also the guy, um, we both have transition schools after fifth grade. We both started going to schools far from each other and we haven't met for years. And after four years, he randomly texted me and now he is one of the only two people that I truly talk to from elementary school. But that changes nothing about the fact how easy it is to start acting how others want you to just for the immediate satisfaction of feeling accepted. How this might translate into our adult life is not taking on opportunities that come our way. I think that most of us had some moments when you, for example, really wanted to get a bunch of french fries, but all of your friends decided to have a salad, so you bought salad as well. And this is just really little thing, but it shows how scared of judgment most of us are. So in order to find ourselves, we have to get out of our comfort zone. Do you have unpopular opinion? Don't be afraid to share it. First things first, you never know who is going to relate to it. Second thing, you are showing yourself and also others that your opinion does matter. This also is why people tend to get lost in their relationships. We want our significant other to love us, so we want to be as lovable as possible. So many of us sacrifice some parts of our personality in order to be quote-unquote more lovable. That is why glow-ups after a breakup are a thing. Because those people that were turning themselves down while being taken, they can now show the whole persona that is in them. And don't get me wrong, uh, that is connected not just with romantic relationships, but also with friendships and family relationships and all of the others. Romantic relationships just are a good example. We have to start valuing authenticity over attachment. Because those who are not there for you and you're being true to yourself, 
those never been there for you in the first place. Maybe for a period of time, but not in the long run. Something that often leads to losing our uniqueness are social media. In this age, trends are changing all the time. Good example is fashion. Usual cycle of trends repeating themselves is around 20 years. Now it is a matter of just few years, sometimes not even. Also, when there are all the different aesthetics, it might once again be tempting to put yourself into the box of one of them. We lose our true selves in all the trends and now when we want to be real, we don't really know how. We are falling for the trends again and again. And we are beating ourselves up asking, why am I like this? Why can I change? It's not that hard. Stop. When you get to the spiral, stop. Take a deep breath and ask yourself with compassion and curiosity. Why am I like that? Do I feel some external pressures? Am I being scared of being judged? Go deep. Look for those answers. The harder it is, the more it changes your life. And another thing is that the comparison that most people experience while scrolling. I am not as fit as that girl. I am not as successful as this guy. I do not have family yet, etc, etc. While the reality is that you can see only a highlight of someone's life on social media. And it is that part that they've decided to put out into the world. Social media really are curated. And even though I feel like it was getting better lately, aesthetically pleasing content still gets more engagement and is pushed by the algorithm. algorithm. <laughs> so overall, it is almost necessary to put a lot of effort into your feed if you want people to see it. I'm not blaming any creator for that. But it is showing reality that is not really real. And so when you see that perfect looking highlight of someone's life and then look around and at your mundane tasks, of course it might make you feel bad. But we can still try to at least curate um, our feed by following only those accounts that make us feel good. You do not have to follow that girl from your high school that is always showcasing her perfect life. If it makes you feel bad, you do not own it to anyone. Also, when you make sure that you know your values and priorities, you won't be so tempted to compare. Yes, this person might have amazing car, but your priority is having great relationships, which you have. So why would you compare yourself 
to them having an amazing car if that is something that you actually do not even want. I hope you realize how silly that would be. Also, there was a wonderful quote that Tam Kaur mentioned in one of her videos. And the quote goes, The reason why you're so scared to post on social media is that people from high school are still following you. Can you relate? I for sure can. Because going to high school, I wanted to be accepted by everyone. I wanted to be the cool kid. So I was doing many things just to achieve that quote-unquote status. But then when I started university last September, I already kind of knew who I was. And I've decided that I'm going to show up as that version of myself. And I'm still doing so. But when it comes to posting on my personal social media, I still have this voice in the back of my head that is asking for others' approval. So if you experience that as well, just shut it down. Or maybe even delete those people from your followers. Do not let people and habits from your past to define your present. Just a few last quick notes before I'll end this episode. A good way to practice authenticity is in communication. Being real, open and honest means showing yourself that your voice matters and that you deserve to take up space just as much as anyone else. It always will make you feel better to get all of the things out of your head. It truly is therapeutic. I've made a whole episode on over-apologizing, so I'm going to link it in the episode description. But over-apologizing, for sure, is all about not giving yourself credit for your needs and actions. So let's stop that and reclaim our value. Also, oftentimes you have to lose yourself to find yourself. That is why many say that there always is a breakdown before the breakthrough. Let's imagine that you want to build a house of your dreams. You've bought an area with an old house. Will you put it down completely or will you just remove some parts that look the worst and then work with the rest of this old building? You will put it down and start building again from the base. Because you can't build a beautiful new stable house on a shaky ground. And it is the same thing when you're building up your authentic self. First, you have to cut off all that you are not. And then you can start building up what you actually are. I loved what Rob Dial said in one of the episodes of Mindset Mentor podcast. It is also going to be linked in the show notes. Um, he said that when we are born, 
we are being fully authentic. When you're hungry, you cry. When you're happy, you smile. When you're tired, you fall asleep. We are extremely in tune with our body, mind and intuition. But then, as we grow, we are being taught to act certain way and we slowly are losing our authenticity because of the societal standards and expectations. And as we reach certain point in our life, then we start to find ourselves again. This is what often happens during the midlife crisis. So we want to figure out our true selves as soon as possible to be able to live the life that we want. Another beautiful quote from this particular episode is that the hardest moments give us the most valuable lessons because they show us where we need to change. And I definitely agree with that. (laughs) One more thing that will help you to feel good in being yourself is when you stay accountable to things that you say to yourself. Don't give yourself false promises. Do you know that you won't go to the gym tomorrow? Don't say to yourself that you will then. Because when you won't, you are not showing up for yourself and you're just lying to your own mind. Let's not do that and rather just build trust within ourselves. And when it comes to caring what others think, we sometimes need to just get out of get get out it get out there and try. Um, for example, a few days ago, I've been walking on a treadmill in my gym, and dance music was playing in my headphones, and I've started to walk in the rhythm. But in dance sport, there is a huge difference between the number of beats per minute between different dances. So I was changing the speed of the treadmill every few minutes, walking in the weirdest ways ever. Guess what? No one cared. No one was looking at me. Nothing. And also, if they would, I won't see them ever again. And if yes, if they're judging me because of how I am, I don't need them in my life. It's as simple as that. And if you think that others will think that what you're doing is embarrassing, it is not them. It is you who thinks that it's embarrassing. So there might be some shadow work that you have to do. To end this episode, I want to remind you that life is trial and error. We will always mess up, but that is just how growth goes. It is not linear, but it is about getting up again and learning as we go. So don't forget about that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've liked this episode and 
if you want to listen to some more, there are already nine other full episodes that you can play. And also, don't forget to hit the follow button to get notified when I'm going to post next week again. Also, I would highly appreciate it if you could go rate the podcast or maybe even write a review. If you want to get in touch with me, there are all my socials linked in the episode description. And if you do not use social media, you can just fill a Google form to let me know uh, if you have some topic that you would be interested in. I would love it if you would share this episode and tag me. It was an honor chatting with you and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.